0: Lend us your ears, right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power
1: Partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is the informal and informational, acts and also informal playground of Star Style. And we are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star, You Are Charity. I am Cynthia Bryan and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star, You Are. You can visit the website, bethestarur.org. And this was uh, quoted by Tich Nhat Hanh. When you meditate, be like the pebble at the bottom of a river. And uh, the reason I like that one is because it is, again, just about letting it flow, letting it go. Well, we have a really great show for you today. Coming up in segment two, you are uh, really going to enjoy our guest, Dr. Don Martin. He's been with us before. But uh, today we're going to talk about the right time to take the next step, whatever it is. Dr. John. Uh, has been the Dean of Admissions um, at many very prominent graduate schools, and he has over a 97 acceptance rate of the 600 undergrad and graduate school applicants that he has worked with, and he's actually been able to get them over $16 million in scholarship funding. Uh, he also was a former columnist for U.S. News and World Report magazine, and um, I, he's been on the show before with his book Roadmap for Graduate Study, which is just a terrific, terrific book. So that's coming up in segment two. Segment three, we're going to give you uh, the the um, nominees of the 28th Screen Actors Guild Awards. Um, and the awards are actually going to be announced, the winners, on February 27th, but This way you'll get the nominees in each category, and I love the SAG Awards, which I have been voting in for all of these years, all 28 of them, because it's the only award platform where actors vote for their peer actors, so that is important. Um, I want to remind you that today is the day for the virtual wine tasting called Deeply Rooted, the Deeply Rooted Virtual Hosted Tasting. Heather Brittany is the sommelier and winemaster. She was on the show a few weeks ago. And you can still get tickets, I think, um, and it's inexpensive as $10. And you can have as many people on this Zoom virtual tasting as you want, go to Danza del Sol winery.com And then when you get there, just click on virtual tasting. Danza del Sol Winery, D-A-N-Z-A-D-E-L-S-O-L winery.com. Um, it's going to be really, really fun. So we want you to, uh, per- you know, participate. And that starts immediately after... Our show today it ends at 5 p.m. Pacific and the virtual tasting starts then. So, of course, this uh, past month has been really, um, we've focused a lot on racism and we've talked about Dr. Martin Luther King and he really was the face for nonviolent activism in the civil rights movement of the 1960s and as you know, Dr. King was a minister, a husband, a father. And he fought for justice for all, not based on skin color, but based on all humankind. Now, February is actually, they call it civil rights month. But as although we've made some progress in the efforts that he started, as Americans, we really need more change. In November of um 2021 i actually visited the national civil rights museum at the lorraine motel in memphis tennessee and that was the site of dr king's assassination on april 4th of 1968 and this is such an amazing museum if you get to memphis you really must see it it's one of my favorite museums i've ever been to And it's globally recognized for civil rights and social change. It chronicles the millions of people who have fought for equal rights, beginning with the horrific enslavement of Africans in 1619. And slavery in America lasted 250 years and over 12.5 million black people over 12 generations were held captive as slaves. So as long as slavery existed, obviously, uh, there was resistance against it. But that museum really, really uh, shows shows how horrific it was. And, you know, we're still seeing so much racism in America today and all the different political things that are happening, just even to deny African-Americans or people of color their vote. We have to be so careful. We've really become the divided states of America with so many states legislating to turn back the clocks to restrict equality for all. So we cannot allow any hate or ethnically motivated terrorism or any white supremacy ideologies to rise because they will threaten our very existence in democracy. And we have to learn from history. The best thing we can do is live and abide by the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, which says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I do want to encourage everyone to take a deep breath, and embrace the resolutions that I outlined at the beginning of the year, just about a month ago, which are be kind, be inclusive, be grateful, be present, be healthy, be of service, and be loving. You know, when I was in high school and I was a cheerleader, we used to chant, united we stand, divided we fall. And I think about that all the time because that, uh, that cheer, that statement is truer now than ever. So I am grateful to live in this great nation that has been deemed the land of the free and the home of the brave. And I want us all to be brave enough to protect our freedoms and our equality for all. So as we march into the future, um, I would like us all to live by the resonating words of Dr. King. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy to a friend. And while we're thinking of that, we should also live by the words of Mother Teresa, who said, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. So we need to scatter a seed of kindness. Uh, My uh, kindness coordinator for Be The Star You Are, a volunteer, Karen Kitchell, She had written these few words and I thought that they're very apropos, especially since I'm also a gardener. But wildflowers often appear in unlikely places after someone has scattered some seeds and they may never even know that they've sprouted. Kindnesses also grow and multiply from one tiny seed that we spread. So for example, a stranger hears you say hello. So they smile at the next person that they pass. And then that individual decides to take some time to stop and chat with their neighbor about a good book they read. And soon the neighborhood is putting up little free libraries in their community. And that's where a little boy picks up a book about kids living in Africa. And he asks his mom if he can send his allowance to the kids who don't have any books. And amazed at his generosity, the mom posts about her son's initiative. And soon there are many kids in Africa learning to read. And to think it all started with the seed of a simple hello. So let's scatter the seeds of kindness, of inclusivity, of gratitude, of being present, being of service, and being loving. And let's all stay healthy. Well, I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, Dr. Don Martin will be with us, and we're going to talk about the incredible timing that has been happening in his life right now and what how timing happens in all of our lives as well as his book roadmap for graduate study don't go away i'll be back in a bit with dr
2: dunn
0: Us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with "Be the Star You Are" 99 gifts and "Be the Star You Are" for teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Express yourself.
3: It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the
0: power party. This business of show, business
1: well, when we of story, talk about purpose and possibility, I cannot wait for you to get connected once again with my good friend, Dr. Don Martin, who has been on the show before, but it's been a bit of a time, and he has really been working some amazing experiences lately. Before I introduce you, Don, I just want to say hello. Welcome to Star Style, Don Martin.
2: (laughs) Cynthia, hello,
3: hello, hello. I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be back in touch with you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, it's so exciting because anytime that we talk, you are so optimistic. You are so positive. You are so filled with energy. Yet you right. have had a lot of setbacks. But before <laughs> we get to those cuz I uh, you know, you always turn your setbacks into comebacks and then you even bounce higher. I just want to give um, our listeners a little bit of your background because okay. It is just so. I mean, I don't. I just can't get over that. The um, the schools. I mean, the universities that you've worked at. You were the dean of admissions or financial aid or dean of students at Columbia University, University of Chicago, Northwestern, as well as Wheaton College. I mean, those are some really credentials. And you have been a columnist with U.S. News and World Report, and of course. Your book, Roadmap for Graduate Study, is an absolute must-read for anyone who wants to uh, go to graduate school, but I would also say just go to college. So that's just a little bit of introduction, and now we're going to go back to you. (laughs) So... uh, Don, I want you, if it's all right, I I sure. just want you to bring us up to speed because it's been a couple years since you've been on the show. Or when you, I think, when you updated, you yes. did the update for a roadmap for graduate study. You did That's the next edition.
3: Right. That's so right.
1: tell us what's been going on in business, professional, as well as personal, if whatever you whatever, you'd, whatever Absol- you feel comfortable talking.
3: I I come here again, Cynthia, with. Uh, just truly uh, a sense of continued gratitude. My life is one miracle after another. And I I just, when I think about where things started out and early in my life and where they are now, it's night and day. And I don't think most people, myself included, would have ever connected the dots of, of where things started and where they ended up. Very quickly, professionally speaking, Grad school roadmap continues to grow in visibility and opportunity every single year. Every year is a better year than the year before, not just in terms of maybe visibility or opportunities to to work with a greater number of students, but the successes of our students that we work with are just – their stories are – so amazing. I feel like we share a bond in terms of the, the um, on many levels, one of them being the opportunity we get to hear people's stories and be so mm-hmm. inspired by them. And that's one thing I get to do every day in my work is work with these incredible applicants who have talked about facing obstacles, obstacles. and challenges many times and overcoming
1: well, and what I what I understand too is you have a ninety seven percent acceptance rate and yes. you have you have gotten over sixteen million million dollars in scholarship funding for these students. Well, That's incredible. It,
3: been, it has just been it it's been an opportunity to do for others what was done for me at certain points in my life, and that was to give hope that what we mm-hmm. want to do, we can largely do. That it is possible, in this case, to pursue an undergraduate or uh, graduate education. You can, you can do that. It, it is possible to do. And so that has just been absolutely fantastic. Personally, very quickly, the last, about a few months after you and I last connected on the show, I did experience a bit of a, of a shock. I was it was re- noticing something going on in my body, and I went to the doctor and was referred to another specialist. And long story short, in the late fall of two thousand eight, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I, you know, and
1: it's, that's it's, such a scary diagnosis, isn't well, it, Don? It's really it's just, frightening when you hear it.
3: When you hear it about someone else, that's bad enough. I mean, when, when other folks I've known in my life were diagnosed with this, I would, I sometimes, you know, in, in terms of if they were loved ones or dear friends, I'd lose, I would lose a night of two of sleep. I would be very, it was just Concerned.
1: concerned.
3: Yes. And so then, but when you hear the quote C word for your, when you know it's in your body it it takes on a bit of a different level of, of seriousness, I, I would have to acknowledge. And my very first, well, I won't get into all of it, but just to tell you that since that time, in the past three years, I have watched this situation go from a diagnosis of cancer to the very last time I was checked uh, last fall, probably three, four months ago. It is now undetectable. Now, that
1: is a total miracle. I mean, you are really leading a miracle. And I I, want to ask you, because so many people are going through so many of these struggles now, and of course, we have the pandemic on top of that. Yes, we do. What do you think was the key element that kept you so upbeat, positive, and determined to get your body healthy? Was there any certain things that you were doing that you really feel if others did it, it might be helpful for them? I know everybody's road is different. but Yes,
3: yes, it is. And I also know that very positive, upbeat, miraculous people sometimes don't find out that their diagnosis becomes undetectable. It it rather goes a different direction. And I'm Mm -hmm. very cognizant of the fact that not everyone has this happen. I will say... I do think one of the things that was helpful to me was that this was diagnosed somewhat early. Uh, yes, that's early
1: always th- a good good thing, right? Mm-hmm. I
3: immediately, I got one of the things I did was get several opinions. I didn't just settle with one opinion. I it's not that I didn't respect the doctor that first gave me the diagnosis, but I actually ended up going to one of the best cancer doctors for the particular cancer I'm dealing with. In the country. I was able to get in to see this doctor and that was extremely helpful. There were some treatments that were somewhat new that obviously are not as broadly advertised when they're just being developed and so that was helpful. I also am a, I, I know there's a debate about this out there, Cynthia, and I respect everyone's opinion, whichever th- opinion they hold, but for me, I found some information about some supplements that I could take and add to my daily intake of of vitamins and supplements that I very much am a follower of and believer in well before my diagnosis happened. I added two or three of these to my daily routine of of vitamins and supplements and I, I have to say that's another area that I believe helped and lastly, I, I am not a religious person, but I am a highly spiritual person, and I do have a faith. I do believe, and I I I throughout the years of my life, I have this I have found that in almost every case, what I thought could be a a cloud had a silver lining for whatever reason. And I am already finding that this experience going through it myself has allowed me to be able to be of encouragement to some others who are finding this diagnosis and yes. are you know it I'm able to say not only do I sympathize I empathize I'm I'm also I am I have cancer I I they have not told
1: You've me been that. there you've been I, there I, I, or I you are cancer. there and you can and I know, relate
3: I know how it feels and I also I don't I know that there are some illnesses in this world that do that end up claiming lives that, that that they don't you don't you don't not everyone is completely healed but I also know of so many stories even more so now that my diagnosis happened of individuals who whose lifespan was they were given 3 months and they they lived 7 years or mm-hmm. 10 years or and I just made a decision when this now i i have to acknowledge not every day at the beginning was a joyful oh i'm so grateful kind of feeling i i was shocked it was a very stunning and it was a very sobering moment in the and be- it's
1: very scary uh, i mean it's it's all big, of those you know, all of those emotions are real and you have to acknowledge it, them
3: and your mortality becomes even more of a of a situation in your mind it's like oh you know i i guess i i too am, am i have mortality w- within don martin
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
3: yeah but Which by, we
1: tend to we do tend to think other people have mortality and we don't, and we you don't. know, that, right? Yes, so has, it's a wake up call.
3: It is. It is. It is a reality check, and very soon, I would say, within three to four days of this diagnosis, and I didn't. I I can't say that I sank into the depths of despair either. I didn't. I didn't feel myself. Oh, you know, I I didn't have that sense of devastation. It was a very, it was just a sobering feeling. And then I found myself beginning again to recall some of the ways in which I tend to live my life, some of the ways I tend to think every day about my life and the gratitude that I feel. And I began to be able to truly and honestly say, okay, God, universe, I thank you. I'm not sure why this is happening. I don't know what is going to happen. I thank you that that you're that that nothing has changed in terms of my being where I'm supposed to be at this point in time even though I don't understand this and there may be a cloud the sun is still shining behind the clouds and it is going to shine again for me and so those those getting expert help making sure I was taking care Healthy, of my children, body right and right. my mind I think were what helped me as I look back
1: Well, you know, I I completely agree with you on finding the path that is going to work for you. And I I do think that your number one, your number one uh, remedy in going and getting other opinions and then finding the specialist, the number one person, I think is crucial because um, having had so much cancer and other things in my own family, I have found the exact same uh, approach to be the the wiser one and I'll never forget one time when um one of my family members was really sick and you know they the rest of the family just wanted to stick with the original rural doctor you know yes. <laughs> and yeah. I was like no we're going to the specialist we're going to the specialist yep. and when yep. I we got to the specialist the specialist said you know the thing is is that most doctors see horses but what you are is a zebra. <laughs> and oh, that that resonated so much yes. because the diagnosis was so rare and it was it was something that nobody, you know, they most people don't see. So right. you needed a zebra doctor, not yes, just do. a horse doctor. Yes, and that's do. and that's what you found by doing I going bet. to the specialist. And well, then by I, Taking the supplements and the nutrition that you needed that you knew would spike your health. That yes. is also so smart because you were listening to your body, right?
3: right? Right. Right. And I was I was I was given information. I had a, a support system around me, thankfully, and I found out about some of these supplements and I thought I, I I'm going to I I'm going to do, I'm not gonna focus on the, what what could have been easy and can be easy for us to do sometimes was, you know, as soon as I heard the C word, the D word came in and that was death. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. no, no, we're not. We're not. Go- we're going to go up to the L word, which is life. that's going to go with. And that's where I'm going to keep my focus. And I thought, OK, I, I am a, a believer in in for me in, in supplements, vitamins. They have I truly believe have made a difference in my life. And so I was open to that avenue. And it just it, these things came together, and when I when I kept getting the report that either the the, the cancer was seeming to get smaller, and then finally that it was undetectable, I, I just I I truly again once again I am I am a walking miracle, Cynthia, as it has been throughout my life. I just yeah. I am. Uh, let's I go
1: back to throughout your life because you have such a fascinating life, and even the your educational arc. Is just is just unbelievable, and one of the things you really wanted to talk about today, and I do too, because I feel this is crucial. And you said you wanted to talk about timing in life and how timing affects everything, and how incredible timing is. So let's go there. Let's go there. Okay.
3: Okay. Well. The first thing I'm going to say is there could be someone listening to this conversation we're having who is thinking, you know, timing. My timing in my life has been the worst they could have ever been, and I don't, I don't believe that there's anything in value or, or of value about timing. And I, I would say to that person, I absolutely, again, don't only understand. I empathize with that feeling because for a time. That's how it felt. I'm going to give you as quick I, of a of a synopsis here as I can, Cynthia. But my yeah. own my own there, there were times in my life. Uh, when I when I wished I hadn't been born, things were so bad, I, I can't say I ever thought of suicide, but I I just if it was as if, you know, if somebody if I was hit by a car today or if something happened and I died, you know, I probably would feel pretty good about that because my life doesn't doesn't feel very good. And what's so interesting to me, my parents, um, my mother gave birth to three daughters before I came along. And in between the my third sister, who's closest to me in age, and my birth, she also was pregnant with a son. And that's what my parents, after having three daughters, they wanted a son. And my mother... Became pregnant for the fourth time and carried this baby full term, and back in the time when I was born, back in those days, obviously uh, this was not as un- un- well understood about what I'm about to say. But my mother, it, my brother was stillborn, and mm. the umbilical cord took his life. It, it wrapped around his neck and took his life. Oh, and so sad. It and and yet I I have to say. Had that not happened. You wouldn't be here. I'm not sure if I would have been thought about. And I, please know, I sometimes longed for a brother. <laughs> but at the same time, I think to myself, if if that had not happened the way it did, I may never have even been born. And then as I went through life, the timing of certain things that happened to me. And the teachers or the helpers or the the miraculous, I, some of them, I believe, were guardian angels that mm-hmm. came and protected me.
1: That's and what I call them. I call them angels. I they, mean, they you know, me they might be people should, in disguise, but they're angels. They
3: are, I should not, that, that I, I, we don't have time, uh, at, I've thought of writing a book about it, but that I did not attempt suicide in my life, Cynthia, that I did not descend into a world of substance abuse or violence or incarceration or mental illness. It is another absolute miracle. My, my, my early years were nothing but a trauma and a terror on so many levels. And to, I, I oh, okay. can't, it was just awful. And
1: awful.
3: I, I didn't I didn't enjoy living i I, I felt I, I felt worthless. I felt defective. I felt inferior. I felt alone it it was just awful. And somehow, somehow, thanks to some individuals along the way, I slowly began to I believe be able to turn around some of that thinking that was so pronounced and had such a hold on me about how unvaluable I was and how worthless I was into, you know, I, I believe that's not true. I don't know if that is true. I think there's something else about me. And I began to find my way and, and the timing of my, my, the fact that I ever went to graduate school is a miracle. And the timing of that, the timing.
1: that's such an incredible story, too. Uh, you have to tell that if you have time I'll here. Tr-
3: well, yes, I, I, um, education was not valued in my my world growing up. In fact, it was almost viewed as evil or suspect. So, I, I was pretty much told where I was going to go to college. I was pretty much told what I was going to do with my career, you know. And and by the time I got to finish college. I just knew that there was no way I was going to do that. I, I just, there was no way. But I didn't really have, I didn't have a lot of other options. And so I decided I was just pretty much on a whim. I thought I'm going to go to grad school. And when I got admitted, you would have, when I told certain people in my life that were pretty important at that time, when I told them, you would have thought for some of them that I would, told them I'd been incarcerated i mean they were absolutely beside themselves trying to talk me out of this and 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 then i was accepted initially to start graduate school in the fall of 1979 after i graduated and a uh, college in between that period of time cynthia uh, the institution i attended undergraduate came to me and offered me a job as an admissions counselor. I had not. This was. I did not know this was coming. I had no idea, and I chose to accept that position.
1: And you did. Did you even have the credentials to be an admissions counselor at no, that time? Yeah, I this was no, like a total miracle, too, right? I had no prior
3: admission. Well, ta- here's another story I may not have shared with you. That that the they had just decided about three months before talking with me, that they were going to create this brand new position for an admissions counselor there. And what happened was there, there I was invited to speak, about a month after that, I was invited to speak at an event, an admissions event to talk with prospective students about my time at the college. And I agreed to do that. It just so happens that unbeknownst to, I think anyone there, The president of the college showed up at that recruiting event. It was not expected. He did not say he was going to be there. He he kind of just decided to go. And when I finished speaking, I learned this later. He leaned over to the vice president of whatever it was that was in charge of admissions and said to that gentleman, that's our man. Wow. And had he not been there, had I not been there, and then... Because I took that job, I ended up deferring my graduate education for two years. And by doing so, when I finally started my graduate school, at the end of the first year, lo and behold, deja vu. It happened all over again. The director of graduate admissions, I was at Wheaton College at the time, came to me. I was in the hall getting ready for a final exam. He said, Don, we've got an opening for an admissions counselor here. Our admissions counselor just left to go to law school, would you be interested? And lo and behold, that happened. I took the job, but that offer would have never been possible had I started grad school two years earlier as I'd planned. And And
1: you had no idea you would love it so much. And here you are all these years later, having worked with over 600, you know,
3: students. It it has been the joy of my life career-wise. I fell in this work that was one of the two most pivotal decisions I ever made was to accept that admissions job. And had I not, had that president not attended that event, who knows? I mean, I, it's just, it, I, I think back on these things and I, I just, it, and I could tell you 50 more. <laughs> well, so just, you
1: know it, what, it my takeaway from that is, Don, when we talk about the incredible timing of our lives, is that again at the beginning of the show I gave a quote that is basically about letting the river flow you know it's yes. it is, is yes. it's uh I I talked I just talked about how when you meditate be like the pebble at the bottom of a river so you know oh. you just have to flow with things you just have to go yeah. with it and the what you did is it it appears to me is at so many junctures of your life when there were many roads, you always listened to your gut. So there were serendipity that happened, but you could have easily said no, or you could have said, I've written my goals, I've got a plan, I'm sticking to it. Instead, you decided to go with whatever your gut was telling you. Do I have that about right?
3: I, I think there is truth to that. There was an, I think there, there is an inner voice that that does guide us. Uh, with the help of the God of our understanding and Mm -hmm. our our sense of faith. And Mm -hmm. I, yes, I do believe that I was able to to follow that uh, voice at critical times in my life. Yes, I do. And what's amazing to me and miraculous is that on the one hand, it took me a long time, Cynthia, before I consciously came to trust myself as much. But there were moments in the midst of that where I believe my guardian angels were helping me to trust myself in a given moment to make a decision of that magnitude. And this, that decision, I have never left my career of enrollment and student services, admissions work. I'd never left. I'm now, I started my 42nd year this year.
1: Oh my gosh, congratulations. Well, that that leads me right into your book uh, that we at least have to touch on. If you're just (laughs) joining us, we're talking to Dr. Don Martin. Uh, as you can hear, he's he is he, he just he's one miracle after another. But he has had <laughs> a really incredible life by really listening to his inner voice and going with what he felt was right, and it's just worked out pretty really, pretty well for him. But his book is roadmap for graduate study, and he has a, a revised edition that he did a couple of years ago, and. It, what's so amazing? I mean, I love your book, Don, and that right. I think it's because it's coming from someone who has lived it, walked the talk. You're actually an insider. You're actually a uh, a person who is on the other end of getting these admissions, so you know what they're right. you know what people are looking for at right. a school, right?
3: Well, I I I believe I'm I'm it, I felt excited to present the book be, for two reasons. First yes, to your point, I have earned two graduate degrees myself. But in addition, Cynthia, for 28 years, I was an admissions dean. During that time, I evaluated well over 125,000 applications. So I wow. I am in a position to be both on, on either side of that table. And I believe that that has helped me to bring a perspective to the book, to my work, to helping students navigate this process, both having being able to tell them, look, I've been where you are twice. I've been there. I've been there. I, I know what it feels like. And I've also been on the other side of the desk evaluating applications. So it I I'm very again, so very blessed.
1: That is uh, incredible. Well, I, your website is gradschoolroadmap.com, gradschoolroadmap.com. And I'm very excited because we're going to have you uh, come on Express Yourself Team yes. Radio in March to yes. talk to our teens who yes. are doing college apps, you know? Right. Uh, and there's, right. uh, from all the kids I work with, it is the most stressful time of their life these college apps or if they're going to try to go to grad school and i think you have just so much wisdom to give them but most of all i am so happy uh don that you are healthy that you are continuing your work because you know i don't look at your work uh your your what you're doing as work i look at it as a calling i think you have a mission It is a
3: passion. I uh, education changed my life, Cynthia. It opened doors. It truly It it, both personally, intellectually, professionally, in every way. I I am living proof of what an an education can can do. And and it, it it took me to places I I could have never imagined. And so. I it is a this is not a job to me. This is it's what, not
1: a job. It's, it's a calling. It's calling
3: it is what it, it is what I love. It is mm-hmm. absolutely it, it's why I don't want to stop.
1: Well, <laughs> and I I have to just add one thing. I have a feeling that it's also why you're healthy <laughs> again well, because I think that you have helps. so much more to give. Yes. And you know, sure. I mean it's like giving is receiving and you want to just keep helping people and helping your students and being there for people and there's just something so incredibly uh, gracious about that. Well, so, when you
3: have a real reason to get up every day and an excitement yes. about what you do and you love what you do, I think it keeps you younger, healthier, more energetic, and just overall happier and more content. And that that just has huge dividends all around.
1: Well, I want people to look at your photo at um, you can go to gradschoolroadmap.com or go to cynthiabryan.com. I'm he's on the blog. Go to Star Style Radio. He's there the picture. You that photo. your photos are just so full of passion, energy, excitement, love, gratitude. I feel everything coming from it. Well, it John, it has been fantastic to have you on Star you know. Style. Thank and you, so you can much. follow him on Twitter, grad school guide. Go to his website, gradschoolroadmap.com. And we will, I know the teens are really looking forward to having you on the show. <laughs> so we're going to get to do this again, but in a yes, different realm, because you'll be actually speaking to these the young people who definitely need you. So um, congratulations on everything and you, just Cynthia. keep that health going. Um, you. And, you know, I love the empathy because now that you've walked through such such another difficulty that you've come out the other side. It's like your, it's like your whole, it's like the story of your life, right?
3: Well, I, I'd like to close with a 10 second quote. Do we have please.
1: time for that? Please. Uh, yes, please. This has,
3: this has been, this is not original with me, but it has made it. I, I say it so often and here it is. All is well. Everything is working out for my highest good. Out of this situation, only good will come. And I am safe.
1: That is so beautiful and so powerful. And it and talk about seeing the positive. You are living it in the moment. I am safe. All am is safe. good.
3: That's exactly. John
1: Martin, thank you so much for being on <laughs> Star you, Style. Be it's the star so- you are.
3: Thank you again. It's like, what a, you made my day.
1: Yo, yes it is really it's just so great you made my day go to gradschoolroadmap.com and don't go away we're going to give you the announcement of the nominees for the SAG Awards I'll be right back thanks again Don
3: you're welcome thank you
2: bye-bye
1: bye Bye. be the star you
2: are the star you
0: your world change your life voice america empowerment.com
2: the
3: The annual cost of illiteracy to american taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars Visit our website at org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376-376, Moraga, California,
0: 94556. org Dare to care.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
3: It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party.
1: Well, we are back. It is always so much fun to talk to Dr. Don Martin. And you'll have to read his book, um... Because it is it truly is great, especially if you are trying to get into college or go to grad school. He just lines it out for you, roadmap for graduate study. But he also knows everything about getting into any any university. But, Talk about optimism. That's Dr. Don. So what a joy. Well, for the past 28 years, I have been voting in the annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, which are the only awards that is actually peer-to-peer. In other words, you have to be a member of Screen Actors Guild in order to vote. And it's we are voting for our fellow actors, which I really love. Now, this year, it is going to air on Sunday, February 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on a TNT and I wanted just to give you some of the nominees um, so that you can start watching and see what you like. So up for um, Outstanding Performance by a Cast. So it, the Screen Actors Guild Awards are a little bit different. So they don't just say, you know, the best movie. best They say the Outstanding Performance by a Cast. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci, and King Richard. And I don't know if you've seen any of these um, yet, but I was blown away by King Richard, which is the story of the great sister tennis players. Um, And I think that uh, I really, I loved it. But, um, you know, you got to make sure to watch them all. So Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga in House of Gucci. I have not seen House of Gucci yet, and I love Gaga, but I'm going to be on a Zoom call with her on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to that, and um, I'll probably be watching House of Gucci this week. Uh, Jennifer Hudson in Respect, haven't seen that yet either, that's on my list Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos, Uh, that was, if you loved I Love Lucy, it's an interesting take, a different take on that. And Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, she's definitely a chameleon, uh, Jessica is. I don't know if you have just seen her in Scenes from a Marriage, but also she's very good in that. So outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role is Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos. He plays Desi Arnaz. um, And again, excellent. Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog. That is a very powerful, powerful show. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow. Um, (laughs) Amazing. The crazy thing with Tick, Tick, Boom, if you don't know any of the background, is Andrew really didn't know how to sing. And... um, and when he was asked if he could sing by the great uh, um, Lynn manuel um, he said, how much time, do, when are you going to shoot? And Lin says, oh, about a year. Um, so Andrew was like, yeah, I can sing. And then he just got down to it taking singing lessons and he learned to play the piano. You've got to see Tick, Tick, Boom, amazing. Will Smith in King Richard uh, playing The father, he was amazing. He was hardly even recognizable. And then Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. So if you're a Shakespeare lover, you will probably find that very interesting. In um, Outstanding Performance by Female Actor in a supporting role, I can't give any more descriptions because I'm running out of time, but I'll just tell you who it is. We have Ariana DeBose in West Side Story. Catriona Baffle in Belfast, Ruth Negga in Passing, Kate Blanchett in Nightmare Alley, and and Kirsten Dunst in Power of the Dog. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role, Ben Affleck, Tender Bar, Bradley Cooper, Licorice Pizza, Troy Kosker in Coda, Jared Leto in House of Gucci, and Cody's McPhee in Power of the Dog. In television, Um, An ensemble performance that's nominated Handmaid's Tale, Morning Show, Squid Game, Succession, and Yellowstone. And for performance by a female in a drama series, Jennifer Aniston from Morning Show, as well as Reith Witherspoon. uh, Sarah Snook in Succession, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, and Young Ho Young in Squid Game. And in um, for the male actor in a drama series, Brian Cox, Succession, Billy Credup, The Morning Show, Kieran Culkin in Succession, Lee Young Ajai in um, Squid Game, and Jeremy Strong in Succession. You can see Succession has a lot of competition there. Uh, then an ensemble for best performance for TV, The Great, Hacks, Kaminsky Method, Only Murders in the Building and Ted Lasso, all wonderful. But I love Kaminsky Method because it is about acting. Uh, And then there are still more that I didn't get to tell you. So you can actually go to the sagawards.org and you'll be able to see a whole list. And then you can tune in on um, in uh, in February 27th at 8 p.m to find out. In the meantime, I've got a lot of films and TV I've got to watch. I'm really looking forward to uh, doing all of it. I've been on the nominating committee, so I've gotten to see most everything, but there's still a few performances I'm re-watching because I take this very seriously. I care a lot about voting and want to be as uh, fair as possible. But I have to say this year, all of the performances are just absolutely exquisite um the actors are just incredible and so noteworthy well that's our show for today i appreciate you listening to star style be the star you are make sure you are tuned in to voice america for lots of great information and to star style be the star you are every wednesday four to five p.m pacific you can change your life you can make your dreams come true for more information about star style productions or me cynthia bryan Visit cynthiabryan.com and that's Brian with an I, to make a donation by credit card um, to Be The Star You Are. You could do it on PayPal. Go to be BeTheStarYouAre.org or just get information there. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate Want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate every moment of your life because it's all we have. And until next Wednesday, when we celebrate once again right here on the Voice America Network, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and mostly be kind. Thanks for joining me.
2: Be the star you are. The star you are.